I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 1039 WYAB. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, lots to get to. One very big story here. I am the OG anti-war voice, I believe, on conservative talk radio, certainly in the state of Mississippi. A lot of people really shy away from that wor- word, anti-war. Or two words. It's a hyphenated word. And, and I believe it is because they always want to see everybody likes to hate the war that the other team started, but we want to leave ourselves open to the idea that our wars are the good wars. So instead of people saying and professing, which seems to be a Christian value that you would be anti-war, we're anti the war in Ukraine. That's Biden's thing. But we would be pro-war with China if a Republican was running. You know what I mean? That's, that's not me. Uh, I am the anti-war OG, proudly wear that moniker, and I'm taking it to the pearly gates with me. When I, when I stand for judgment, uh, that's going to be one of the things I have on my resume. I'm also doing the show today with no shoes on, which makes me even more of a hippie. So maybe that will come out in my, my anti-war segment for today. So plenty to get to because there is some really, uh, you know, I, I've said hypocrisy is a national pastime. The United States government is at the professional level. They are the Super Bowl champions of hypocrisy. We'll get to that in a little bit. Quote of the day today. This one was kind of interesting to me. I ran across this one. People who listen to the show regularly know I am a big fan of Ron Paul. And one of the things I admire about Ron Paul, now he is in his 80s. He's a basically a country OBGYN and at the same time, the greatest freedom fighter statesman that Washington, D.C. has had in at least probably 100 years. I've always admired his calm demeanor. I wish I possessed more of that. I choose things like being snarky and sarcastic and angry. <laughs> Not always the most persuasive tools. You listen to Ron Paul, he just has a way of delivering information that leaves you much more open to it. You don't put up walls. Now, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party have tried to paint him as some kind of a weirdo. Uh, I think time has—his record has withstood time quite elegantly. Uh, Anyway, this was a little surprising for Ron Paul. I like this radical side of him. He's— He's speaking to me here. Ron Paul said this, quote, But whether the resistance against government tyrants is nonviolent or physically violent, the effort to overthrow state oppression qualifies as true patriotism. Now, I'm not calling for any violence. I'm just saying uh, it does seem to be that uh, there are times that that is called for. Here is an interesting kind of a quote of the day, something I ran across. It's one of those things where... 
I went, huh, that's kind of odd. Now, someone tweeted this out. Carnivore Aurelius. I already like it as a carnivore myself. Uh, he tweeted this out. He said, quote, kind of trippy how Adam and Eve ate the apple, the forbidden fruit, before the fall of mankind. And now everyone is carrying around a device with them with a bitten apple on the back. <laughs> Something to think about, isn't it? I, I got to tell you, that one, uh, that one kind of struck me there. I do believe that the phones, social media, the whole thing, uh, it's, it's not good for us. There's no doubt about it. But maybe we're wearing uh, the or carrying around the original Mark of the Beast uh, in our pockets. Like you're not, but you're not saved if you use an Android. I will say that. This was an interesting one. I love economics. Won't have a ton of time for it today, but this is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Google searches are an interesting taking of the temperature of the American public, particularly. And someone put out a chart in the number of people searching uh, all kinds of phrases around pawn shops. Where is the nearest pawn shop? How do I sell at a pawn shop? All of these different pawn shop-related searches uh, have been spiking recently. Isn't that interesting? Now, what's most interesting about it, I'm looking at the chart here as I do, try to narrate charts on air. This chart goes back to 2004, I guess, since the inception of Google. And either they weren't tracking this particular search term well because it basically flatlines all the way through the great financial crisis. Then it looks like around 2014, 2015, it starts to trend up. And, of course, there's a spike during the when the control freaks took over uh, for COVID in 2020. But then it trended back down again. It is spiking again now, which is so strange, isn't it? It's strange during this great economy they keep telling us we're having that searches for pawn shop-related things. It also says... Uh, might be a good time to own or open a pawn shop. I'm telling you, I'm going to drop these nuggets from time to time. I tell, I believe we're going to enter some pretty dark ages economically, but a lot of people do really well when there's blood in the streets out there. Figuratively, economically, not physically. But during bad downturns, if you can get ahead of it, you can start to see the trends. I just laid one out there for you. You're welcome. Here's a Here's a public service announcement. Uh, for all of you out there who may be communicating with people about business deals through text, be careful what you text. Check this out. A Canadian judge has ruled that the thumbs-up emoji is just as valid as a signature, arguing that courts need to adapt the, quote, new reality, unquote, of how people communicate as he ordered a farmer to pay $61,442 for an unfulfilled contract. This had me rethinking my entire text communications. There's many times where people might ask me to go do something or we're all meeting up somewhere, and I know I have no intention of going. I'm already sleepy. It's already one of those days I feel like I'm just going to stay at home. And I send the thumbs up emoji. I don't, this may be something. This may be a binding contract. This was a Canadian judge. But we know that insanity uh, has no borders. So be careful out there. If you are agreeing to anything through text with a thumbs-up emoji, you may find yourself on the losing end in court. Absolutely insane. You know, if Idiocracy was not already a movie, 
the script is being written in live time right now. And I, I, I get some interesting things like that news story about the thumbs up emoji, cautionary tale for us all. I get that off Twitter. But I, I, some of the most bizarre, the dumbest things, the most mentally retarded people <laughs> post the most insane stuff online. And, and I think I'm just... I'm just saying these words out loud. Everybody knows this stuff. I, I saw a video, a, a video of a, uh, when I say morbidly obese, I mean uh, my 600-pound life. Isn't that a show? <laughs> People crack me up. This Have you seen that show? No, no. I, the, the title says I do not want to watch it. Oh, you really should see it. It is really good. <laughs> I don't know. This is, you know, I, I've always... I've always been kind of amazed what passes for entertainment for some people, but we have to always remember that at one time, uh, Green Acres... Look, I like Green Acres. Green Acres can be pretty funny. But the Flintstones, didn't that used to be a primetime show on television back in the 60s or maybe the 50s? I, I have to constantly remind myself there has really been some dumb stuff out there throughout our history We're we're... It feels like we are living through idiocracy now. Certainly some things have gone gotten much more bizarre, but there have always been odd things out there. But anyway, I digress. Morbidly obese people eating in bed, laying in bed, eating just this disgusting high caloric food. People are filming themselves doing this. People filming themselves harassing other people. Now, this is a knock on the youth who, I guess, just in the drive to get clicks. Uh, there's the, the black kid, I think he's in England, where he just goes into people's homes. Or he just gets into their car. They're getting in their car. He just opens up the back door and he sits in their car. And then his buddies film the outrage. This is just beyond belief. It, and it is, it is absolutely endless stuff. I, again, this is why I say social media is a cancer. Not only am I the OG anti-war guy, I've been on the fatwa against social media for my entire time on the air. But uh, it, it, it is some, it's interesting. I'm, I, all I'm really struggling with at this point, it's quite obvious that if you go online and look at things like Twitter or Facebook or wherever else everybody goes, you see real insanity. I am still trying to wrap my head around whether or not we've gotten there are that many more people afflicted by insanity now, or or have we always had this kind of aberrant, idiotic, mentally retarded behavior going on, yet there was nowhere to really, no public forums to put it out on, and everybody wasn't carrying around a camera in their pocket. That's a very real possibility. I would love to know. I'd love to go back 20 years ago and be able to become kind of omnipotent, really know what's going on without social media. I, this is this is a hard thing for me to wrap my head around. I think that is not hard for me to wrap my head around is when we get back, the U.S. has won the Super Bowl in hypocrisy. Evil, evil hypocrisy with news that came out this past week. We'll get to that when we come back. Gotta take a break. I'll be right back. Am I talking really fast today? 
I felt like at the end of that last segment, I feel like I'm t- I'm looking at my show notes and I'm just seeing I- I've got a ton of clips for today's show. I think I'm rushing to get through it. Of course, I have the proclivity to speak too quickly and actually to mumble as well. I've never heard that as a knock on me on the radio. I think I've learned to enunciate, but my poor mother, fast mumbling was all that came at her for probably 10 years of my life from maybe six years old to 16 years old. Would you please slow down and speak up? <laughs> this is this, I heard this repeatedly. Maybe I'm I'm falling back into it. Got a lot to get to today, uh, and it's all revolving around this absolutely tragic, horrific, hypocritical, terrible decision that the Biden administration has made to introduce cluster munitions to the Ukrainians, cluster bombs, uh, to. Well, we'll set it up here. Uh, He was asked about this, and uh, this was his response. You have news today. Um, The the, the news is that the administration is going to provide cluster munitions to uh, the Ukrainians. These are weapons that 100 nations ban, including some of our closest NATO allies. Uh, When there was news that the Russians might be using it, admittedly, against civilians, your then press secretary said this might be the constitute war crimes. What made you uh, change your mind and decide to give them these weapons? Two things, Fred, and it was a very difficult decision on my part. Uh, and by the way, I discussed this with our allies, discussed this with our friends up on the hill, and uh, we're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by munitions, by these cluster munitions that are have dud rates that are very, very low, I mean, very high, that are... Okay, I can't listen to him any longer. I got to tell you, I'm looking at this on a video. I, I can't help, but have you seen all these videos of the different Joe Bidens? His earlobes are different in some of his things. I don't know how many body doubles this guy's got. There's some that can move around. I think we're getting the real guy, all the slips and falls. If he falls off a bike, falls on some stairs, or falls on a stage, that's the real Joe Biden. I think the earlobes say this is the real Joe Biden, and he is somebody who speaks too slowly and mumbles, as opposed to how I was. Uh, anyway, uh, it, it's interesting. I, I like the fact he said it was a very difficult decision on my part, because that really means, should this guy survive another couple of years, maybe he should be held personally responsible for the war crimes and do the time himself. Uh, this was... Uh, this was a, an interesting thing. If you want to know why we're sending cluster munitions to uh, to Ukraine, uh, this was one of the Pentagon spokesholes. And he, you know, you've, you've got to understand these liars. These liars tell the truth behind closed doors in classified. This is why they need so much secrecy, because they, they tell us lies But there is so much truth hidden behind the doors that they can't let us see. But sometimes, I guess when you come straight out of a meeting where they're talking about the truth, but they put you straight out to a podium where you have to lie, you get confused. And I love this. This is one of the pentagrams spokesholes here. A a few things. So I will say, uh, with respect to your first question, we believe the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Uh, The secretary spoke to this in a speech he gave in Helsinki uh, last month, I believe. Wait, what? It's been a strategic failure for who? And I love this. The, the press corps. They're about to correct him. It was? Uh, 
What's that? So, I'm sorry. A excuse me. A strategic failure for, for Ukraine. Uh, thank you for the correction. Um, uh, which is, oh, I, I, I need more than one cor correction today. A strategic, this is the first time at the podium for, for a week. I'm a little, I'm apparently a little rusty. No. What, what happened is he's been listening to the truth of, of the fact that Ukraine is getting crushed. And uh, he had to come out to the podium and pretend that, <laughs> come out and say strategic failure for Russia. It's really disgusting. So Ukraine is on the ropes. The poor soldiers over there. I told you about the video of the, the soldiers trapped in territories of landmines. Um, it, it's heartbreaking uh, for the Ukrainian people, except for the Nazis who are enthusiastically on the battlefield. But they're not all Nazis. A lot of young kids have been just scooped up off the streets in that loving democracy of Ukraine run by that, that sweetheart Zelensky. Um, so there's a lot of poor kids on the fields, just like there have been uh, poor U.S. soldiers. You can kind of imagine. I mean, this is basically this is a this is a Vietnam on steroids for the Ukrainian kids. We lost what 58,000 of our sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. Not a lot of moms and dads in that one, but some. Uh, Ukraine is suffering the same thing, but magnitudes more in terms of casualties. I've heard anywhere from 300 to 600,000 Ukrainians have been killed on the battlefields. So they're getting these cluster bombs because they're getting their butts handed to them, and the guy just attempted to accidentally tell us the truth about it. But what's amazing to me, what it, it's the hypocrisy. This is uh, 2015. This is a pentagram spokes hole from 2015. Additional open-source reporting highlights the use of cluster bombs by Russian forces in several populated areas, including uh, Hama and Idlib. He's talking about uh, the Syrian conflict. You remember the Syrian conflict? I know we've all moved on. This was when the CIA funded radical jihadists and set them loose uh, into a country to destroy their way of life. And the Russians were asked... This is a very odd thing. They were asked by the Syrian government to come in and give them a hand to fight these radical jihadists that were getting paychecks. I think Lindsey Graham and John McCain actually went out there kind of like a kind of like a union job site from the 1960s, you know, where they just call out the names Muhammad, they hold up a check and he rushes up and gets it. Jafar, you know, that just that's my imagination of it anyway. Uh, this is what he's talking about, but listen to his consternation, this spokesman, about this use of these dastardly weapons uh, in the country of Syria back in 2015. Attacks using these uh, imprecise weapons only continue to cause unnecessary suffering. Uh, imprecise weapons, unnecessary suffering. Oh, those Russians. You know, the Russians have been indiscriminate. Uh, they've been uh, reckless in Syria. Uh, <laughs> The Russians have been reckless in Syria. They were invited in to help the government that was under attack because we funded radical jihadists, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, al-Nusra, whatever the radical groups were there. We funded, but they are being reckless in Syria. Uh, they seem to have no difficulty dropping cluster munitions uh, around where civilians may be. So there you go. So this was 2015, now not that long ago. I think this is 2021. 2021, uh, Jen Psaki, Biden's spokeshole, was asked about cluster munitions and the idea that Russia was using them in Ukraine. 
Um, there are reports of illegal cluster bombs and vacuum bombs being used by the Russians. Uh, if that's true, what is the next step of this administration, and is there a red line for how much violence uh, will be tolerated against civilians in this manner that's illegal and potentially a war crime? It is. It would be. I don't have any confirmation of that. We have seen the reports. Uh, if if that were true, it would potentially be a war crime. Obviously, oh. there are a range of international fora that would assess that. Um, so certainly, we would look to that to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. So, Jen Psaki says, well, yeah, of course, it would be a war crime. We've heard reports of that. So Joe Biden just confessed. He just confessed to a war crime, according to his own press secretary. Now, this is uh, this especially slimy guy. He, he slithers through government so much, I can't remember. I think he's a State Department spokeshole now. This is this Kirby character. He, he, he is, I'm telling you, he's slithered his way into all kinds of... And for some reason, they think he's really good at talking to people. He's always in the... He's always a spokesperson. Just slimy, slimy guy. Uh, this is what... Uh, this is what he had to say uh, about the fact that we're going to use these cluster bombs. Okay, let's 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 talk about the cluster munitions. The president made the decision to send cluster munitions. They are banned in so many places around the world, inc yeah. including most of our allies. Why send them to Ukraine? Simple. This is about keeping Ukraine in the fight. You were just there. You talk But I, I am so confused. I'm so confused because everything I hear is that Ukraine is kicking butt, that Vladimir Putin is on his heels in the war and is barely clinging to power in Russia in the first place. Uh, and, but he tells us we have to send cluster munitions just to keep them in the fight. This sounds inconsistent. Talk to President Zelensky about the counteroffensive, and in some ways it's, it, it's not going as... Uh, as fast as he would like. Um, they are using artillery at a very accelerated rate, Martha, many thousands of rounds per day. This is literally a gunfight uh, in, in all along, from the Donbass all the way down towards Zaporizhia and Kherson. Uh, and so they're running out of inventory. Um, we are trying to ramp up our production of the kind of artillery shells that they're using most. Now, I, I wonder if uh, defense contractors... I don't know exactly how to say this. How do I say this uh, delicately? Um, some people are consumers of porn. It, it arouses them sexually to watch. I wonder if a defense contractor, you know, at night after the wife goes to bed, if he sneaks down to his study and he listens to these kinds of clips. Did you hear what he said? They're firing thousands of these rockets that we're giving to them every day, and they're running low. Well, I'm sure there are U.S. defense contractors filling those orders as we speak right now. I, I just wonder if this is, if it, how excited could you get as a defense contractor to even listen to this guy speak? But that production rate is still not where we want it to be. So we're going to send these additional artillery shells that have cluster bomblets in them uh, to oh, help. Oh, they're bomblets. See, that's, that's cute. It's kind of like the, the love, freedom, and democracy bombs we've been dropping on the Middle East for the past 30 years. They're just bomblets. I mean, the Russians were dropping cluster bombs. We just, we've got some bomblets that hang out together, but they're just bomblets. Just little, eh, bomblets. 
help bridge the gap as we ramp up production of normal 155 artillery shells. So, it will so you're them sending in the fight. those cluster munitions because we don't have enough of the kind of munitions they need. That is right. There you go. The cupboard is bare. Thank you, U.S. taxpayer. I've made it my mission since I've been on WYAB to make sure the U.S. taxpayer never gets thanked. I want to say on behalf of Zelensky and the defense contractors and people like this Kirby character who will parachute out of his position into a cushy job with a defense contractor uh, as payoff for what he's doing right now, I want to say thank you to you, the U.S. taxpayer, the rarely ever thanked taxpayer for funding this thing. Now, I tell you what, I, I guess I'll, I'll take a break. Uh, there's a reason. There's a reason that we can provide these cluster bombs. There's a reason why it's different for us, right? When Vladimir Putin goes across a border into another country, it is a uh, unprovoked aggressive action, right? When the United States flies halfway around the world with 400,000 of our troops, invades a country, takes it over, and demolishes it, it's spreading democracy. You see the difference there. I mean, it's, it's confusing, I understand. If that doesn't make sense to you, you're, you're just a dumb American. But, but to these, these elites in our government, they, they understand the difference. Going across a border into your neighbor's country, unprovoked aggression, war crimes, flying halfway around the world to a country that never did anything to you, that can't lay a finger on you because they're 7,000 miles away, perfectly fine to invade them and topple their government. <laughs> that that is the U.S. That's U.S. foreign policy in a nutshell. But there's a reason they came out. That this is it's almost funny. I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, I'll let you know why it's okay. It's okay for us to use cluster bombs because it's not the same as when Russia uses cluster bombs. Stick around for this one. It's 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 a chuckler. I'll be right back. <laughs> We are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. So <laughs> this feels like hypocrisy to me. Am I, am I alone? <laughs> Boy, I wish the left uh, still had my back on something like this. It was one of the good things the left was good at. They were anti-war. They were anti-death and mayhem against innocent people. Uh, they, they've lost that. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's left to this small ragtag bunch of libertarians uh, and the right, the right's probably not happy with this because this is, of course, Biden's war. But this is this is almost funny. So there's a reason. What feels like hypocrisy to you and me, because we're just simpleton little little people, uh, they actually have a reason. They're going to explain to you on this next clip. I think this was NBC News. I had a guest on NBC, ABC. They're all the same. Um, they had a guest on to explain why it's different when we drop cluster bombs than when those dastardly Russians do it. Courtney, explain to me, what about these cluster bombs make them so controversial, and how soon could we see them in Ukraine? 
So it's the dud rate is really the problem here. That's why many nations, more than 100, have actually outlawed these munitions. So what that means is these are ammunition that when it explodes, it releases a bunch of small little bombs or munitions. They're often called bomblets. They have two main missions. One is anti-armor, so it's a shape charge that essentially can pierce an up-armored vehicle. The other is anti-personnel. That is what we often hear the military talking about frags or fragmentation. Essentially, those are the munitions that explode into even smaller pieces. Think about that when it impacts a body, Ryan. Of course, it has the potential to, ver- to injure or kill anyone in its path. So these munitions, uh, when they release these bomblets, depending on the type of cluster munitions, some of them have a very high dud rate, meaning that the bomblets don't immediately explode. These have the potential to, p- to cause catastrophic destruction to someone, a civilian, even a child who may stumble upon them weeks, months, even years later. That's one of the reasons that human rights groups and many and many nations have have said condemned the use of these sorts of in the battlefield. Now, I should say the U.S. says that the version that they're going to send has a very low dud rate, somewhere in the neighborhood of one and a half to about two and a half percent, as opposed to some of the other ones that we've seen, according to the U.S., the ones that the Russians are using have somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 percent. OK, so you see. You see, I would imagine the same kinds of people, same class of people in this upper echelon. Do you remember the the ones that came out and told you that the the COVID vaccine was one hundred percent effective? Well, they started. Where did they start? Ninety four percent. Then it was ninety five percent. Then it was ninety six percent. Then it was one hundred percent effective and completely safe. These same people are telling you now the reason we can use our cluster bombs is because they're they're better cluster bombs. We don't, we don't there the US government saying that the reason that we can do this is because we're not going to leave a bunch of unexploded bomblets laying around for kids to pick up on an easter egg hunt in Ukraine at some point. Wait, I'm sorry. Did did Zelensky outlaw Christianity or did he just shut down Russian Orthodox Church? He, he might have outlawed Christianity. So maybe it won't be a easter egg hunt. Maybe just uh you know Red Rover These people are evil. I, I explained it the other day. It's, it's incredibly sad that the, the axis of evil is now centered around the United States. It's Australia and Canada and Great Britain primarily with the U.S. right there and smack dab. In the, that's the new axis of evil. You're listening, you're listening to evil people justify weapons of mass destruction. This is their talking point now. We don't have as many duds. Ours are all going to explode. There won't be anything left around. Uh, they've also talked about, and I don't have a clip of it. They said that um, they said that they had, they had gotten an assurance. They may have even said, we have a written agreement from Ukraine that they're really going to be super-duper careful and really take good notes on where they drop these things so that they go and collect all the unexploded ordnance. It's been 50 years since things like these were dropped in Vietnam. People are still discovering these things and dying from them. I'm not sure why Vietnam does business with us at, the, <laughs> at this point in their history. Somehow they have a much shorter memory than we do. We're still apoplectic about the Soviet Union that collapsed in 1991. We're still fighting that battle. The Vietnamese are trading with us. We're, we're tourists to each other's country. We blew them to smithereens just 30 years ago. 
excuse me, 50 years ago. Anyway, this is the laughable excuse that the United States uh, government is giving now that we have just better cluster bombs. And when they refer to the hundred countries that have outlawed cluster bombs, I'm not sure about this. What's funny is that there are a lot of like international treaties, international rules of engagement that a lot of countries sign against things like chemical weapons or cluster bombs, or depleted uranium or phosphorus. What are those things called? The, the things that are that burn people alive. A lot of these things, the U.S. doesn't sign on to them. And then the things that they do sign on to, and when they are caught using them, in the International Criminal Court, now I'm not for some kind of a world court, but it's just ironic, or just to further illustrate the hypocrisy of the United States, when the International uh, Criminal Court starts looking at, now if they go after Vladimir Putin, we will be big cheerleaders of the International Criminal Court. But many times the International Criminal Court might put it on an arrest warrant for someone like uh, George Bush or Dick Cheney, an American. And we don't recognize that court when it comes after us, when it points its finger at us. And it's always so funny that we will condemn people for doing things and say the, the civilized world does not find this X, Y, or Z acceptable. But you'll find in a lot of cases a lot of things that the civilized world doesn't find acceptable uh, we will not sign off on their prohibition, meaning that we still leave a little bit of wiggle room. Eh, we kind of want to reserve the right to use the most nefarious weapons out there. We don't participate. And, and even, and I, I almost made a whole show, but I'm going to tell you, even during Trump's term, he took us out of a couple of uh, treaties with Russia where we could verify nuclear weapons. I think he tore apart part of the non-proliferation agreement. There was some kind of mutual spying on each other to kind of keep track of each other, make sure we weren't developing more weapons. Uh, I think it was called the Open Skies Agreement, something along those lines. Don't hold me to that. That's by recollection. And Trump tore that up. He tore up a bunch of these things that were, that were results of the end of the Cold War that said, hey, we're going to kind of keep tabs on each other, make sure neither of us go out of, out of, uh, out of bounds here. Trump tore those up, and I'm sure Biden has done the same thing. I'm sure Obama did some himself. But it's just amazing to me. All these things we condemn worldwide, you'll find. Just listen. Well, we don't recognize that. We didn't sign on to that. We didn't promise that. There's a whole lot of uh, U.S. U.S. State Department people walking around the world wagging a bony finger of indignation in people's faces while they've got their other hand with their fingers crossed behind their back. That's U.S. foreign policy as well. All right, one more clip, short clip, when we come back. There's something that's, there's a, there's a hot topic out there. I'll get to it when we get back. All right, final segment for the day today. Um, I guess I should have closed with this at the end of last segment, but look, there are two reasons that we're sending cluster bombs to Ukraine. Number one, they're getting their butts handed to them by Russia. This was always going to happen. Anybody who was honest knew that this would happen. It uh, doesn't matter how much we send over there. I, 
I don't have time to get into the fact that you that uh, Zelensky looked pretty alone at the NATO meeting, but they might have been cherry picking some pictures. He thinks they're about to get into NATO. We're saying no. It's a that's a whole thing. But there's two reasons that we're using we're sending cluster bombs to Ukraine. Number one, they're losing. Then they're losing badly. So it's hail mary time. But I would say probably the more important reason to the Cretans in Washington D.C. The more important reason is somebody's got a bunch of cluster bombs. These things aren't very popular. A lot of countries don't want to use them. They think they're barbaric. But somebody's got a bunch to sell. They're sitting on a big stockpile of cluster bombs, and golly gee willikos, they're just not, uh, they're not profitable right now. So some deal was arranged. At some point, the cluster bomb guy got enough lobbying dollars into Washington, D.C., and the lobbyists started talking to people and said, hey, look, Joey has got a ton of cluster bombs over here. You're buying everything else. The cupboards are bare. Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, United Technologies, they're all raking in. What about Joey, the cluster bomb guy? He's got billions of these things sitting around. He's got bomblets doing nothing. That's, that's why we're sending cluster munitions uh, to Ukraine. Uh, for anybody keeping track, if you've got a map, so far this year I have been in uh, I've been in Illinois, Wisconsin, Texas, uh, Missouri. Now I'm in uh, I'm in Louisiana. It, I say the map. Uh, that's a funny story. It's kind of long. There was one time where I've I went down with some friends to New Orleans for a concert. We got separated. Of course, I followed a girl to a different location, but this was before cell phones. We couldn't find each other. Uh, finally, I realized, I remembered where the van that we had all driven down there the day before in was on Canal Street. I went there. Nope, it's gone. And so I was, you, you, no cell phones. I'm looking around for these guys there. I can't find them anywhere. I finally call back to the, the one of the guys that drove the car. His dad owned a gas station in Jackson. I called the gas station in Jackson to see if they'd heard from this guy. He picks up the phone. <laughs> in Jackson, I'm still in New Orleans <laughs> with my luggage under my arm. Anyway, it took a, it took me about four days to get home. I couldn't find a rental car. There was some convention in there. When I got back to, uh, I was at Starkville at the time. When I got back to Starkville, they had a map in the wall. I had gone to Mobile. That's where the girl was from. I was in Mobile. And then I was coming back, and there was a huge storm. I had to pull over and get a hotel room. And it took me about three days to get back. And when I got back to the, the fraternity house, there was a map with little pins in it. Where's Mike? <laughs> Where I finally rolled in. Nothing worse than being in another state and then calling calling your ride's dad to see if he's heard from him. And the guy who's supposed to be driving you picks up the phone in another state. But I'm I'm in Louisiana and oh, it is hot. It it is the the heat. Index has been, I'm sure it's probably hot in Mississippi too, but we're kind of on the cusp of this stuff that's hitting Texas and Arizona. It feels like a heat index has been like 105, 107. And I was watching the news this morning and they said, uh, get ready. There's a heat ridge about to come in. <laughs> I thought, what have we been experiencing already? It, it is incre incredibly hot. But of course, the media is taking that and running with this. And you might have heard this story in the past week. In fact, the two hottest days in world history. That's the history of the planet. Oh, well, maybe not so much. I think that's NBC. I can't remember the guy. Craig Melvin, is that his name? Uh, 
I believe the statistic, the the people that put out that talk, talking point that these have been the hottest days. Maybe it was July Fourth. They says the hottest day ever on planet Earth. Uh, that that came from a study that I think took temperatures back to 1940. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to I'm going to find that study, but for people that I trust have said, "Oh yeah, it came from this particular study where they looked at world temperatures back to 1940." And this is what the media ran with and told you it was the hottest day on planet Earth in all of our history. Beware of anything these people say. One other really funny thing. They had some they had some confab about these climate freaks show up. So the Spanish socialist minister, Teresa Rivera, did you see this? She flies to this climate change thing in a private jet, greeted by a limo, and of course, you know, they can never travel. Because they're so unpopular, they have to be surrounded by security and escorted through towns. Uh, So she's got an entire motorcade with her. Private jet to a limo, in a motorcade, and then about 100 yards from this thing, she and some other nut job control freak, they get out of the limos, and they get on bikes, and they bike the last 100, uh, 100 meters. That is, that is wrapped up in one little story, exactly what the people at the top actually think about climate change. Got to go. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Yo, yo.